been in a few wars and stuff, so I think they're um, really brave. Being a military child is hard. Uh, moving from school to school, this is actually their... This is his fourth elementary school. This is an opportunity for the community to embrace military families. When we support our military and their families, we are thinking win-win because we support them and they support us. We're really proud to be here today and to see Bates be part of the Purple Star program. Knowing that the boys will have the support that they need at the school, it's amazing. We are the Childhood Lead Poisoning Prevention Program at the Louisville Metro Health and Wellness. Lead is a naturally occurring metal that has profound effects on human beings, especially young children. When people are exposed to this, it's a, the equivalent of experiencing a traumatic brain injury. So we should all hope to do something about this. If you find a lead hazard in your home, fix it. If you don't know if you have a lead hazard in your home, find out. If you don't know what to do, call the health department. Marty Carter will certainly help you know what you should be doing. This is a lead test that we pass out within our program. You can take this home and use it on any surface in your house. This does require white vinegar to activate the ingredient. So you just fill this up with vinegar to the line. Okay. There's a line right here. Okay. The substance that's in this bottle is non-toxic. So if someone should ingest it, you know that it's not going to hurt them. You don't want them to do that, but sometimes you find yourself children put everything in their mouth, so you have to watch your towel while you're doing this. You want to put that top on there securely and give this a shake, shake, shake. So this is one that we hand out. There are other lead testers you can get on the market. These are essentially one use. That's the problem with these. They come with two capsules in there. You break the lower end and you break the top end. As soon as you use this and it detects lead, you can't use it anywhere else. However, this spray bottle, uh, once you add it with vinegar, you do the mix-up, this is good to use for an hour, and you can go around and you can test multiple surfaces. This came off of a house, I think, on, on Broadway that Brian is testing, and we'll just give that a quick test, and you can see that it's already turning pink. It can be inhaled, swallowed, we can absorb it through our skin. It enters into our environments in the form of dust, chipping and peeling paint, and in some cases, lead can be present in water. This came off of a front porch over in the Highlands. And you'll see on the front, we're not getting any indication. But if you can look closely on the side, you'll start seeing some pink on the edges. A lot of homes will have lead paint that is covered up with other non-lead material. So when you see chipping and peeling, you need to test whatever's underneath and you get down to that substrate. You can see here how it's coming through the back. And then this is turning bright pink. Just a good reminder. Please help us to help you help your children. The mission of Louisville MSD is ensuring safe, clean waterways through innovative sewer and wastewater treatment. But our work doesn't stop there. The MSD Clarity Program is our initiative to reduce odors that naturally occur when sewage and other materials break down. While we can't stop all of these odors, we can better manage them with your help. If you ever experience sewer odors, let us know by calling 502-540-6000 or by visiting louisvillemsd.org slash odor. Together,
Metro TV will begin in 30 seconds. This is a special meeting of the Louisville Metro Council Committee of Committees. Today is Tuesday, January 31st, 2023, and the time is currently 4.04 p.m. This meeting is being held pursuant to KRS 61.826 and Council Rule 5A. I am Metro Council President Marcus Winkler, and I am joined today by Vice Chair uh, Paula McCraney, uh, Chair of the Republican Caucus, uh, Councilman Piagentini, uh, Councilman Kramer, and then also joining us, uh, not committee members, Councilmember Syme, Councilmember Hudson, Councilmember Batchen, Councilmember Ackerson, and Councilmember Owen. Uh, please let the record reflect that Councilwoman uh, Fowler has an excused absence. Uh, our first item of new business, items one through 12 will be assigned uh, actually to Metro Council special legislation, Madam Clerk. Item one is a resolution approving the committee meeting schedule of the Legislative Council of the Louisville-Jefferson County Metro Government, council, the council for calendar year 2023. Item two is a resolution appointing council member Tammy Hawkins as Metro Council's representative to the Weston Opportunity Partnership Board. Item three is a resolution approving the appropriation to fund an annual contract with HR Alliance for Workplace Investigation Services not to exceed $20,000. Item four is an order to approve $10,000 performance bond for the Louisville Jefferson County Metro Government Clerk. Item five is an order to approve the $10,000 faithful performance bond for Joanne Farmer in her capacity as coroner for the Jefferson County for Jefferson County, Kentucky. Item six is an order approving a $2,000 faithful performance bond for each deputy coroner in their capacity as Jefferson County deputy coroner. Item seven is an order to approve $500,000 faithful performance bond for Barbara A. Holsclaw in her capacity as Jefferson County clerk, county clerk of Jefferson County, Kentucky. Item eight is an order to approve three faithful performance bonds and the amounts thereof for Colonel John E. Aubrey in his capacity as Sheriff of Jefferson County, Kentucky. Item nine is an order to approve a $10,000 faithful performance bond for Queenie Averett in her capacity as Judge Executive of Jefferson County, Kentucky. Item 10 is an order to approve a $10,000 faithful performance bond for John D. Zender in his capacity as Constable for Jefferson County, Kentucky. Item 11 is an order to approve a $10,000 faithful performance bond for Sean T. Leach in his capacity as Constable for Jefferson County, Kentucky. And item 12 is an order to approve a $10,000 faithful performance bond for Monica A. Flowers in her capacity as Constable for Jefferson County, Kentucky. Right in full. Items 13 through 17 will be assigned to the Budget and Appropriations Committee, Madam Clerk. Item 13 is an ordinance appropriating $11,242.80 from District 16 Neighborhood Development Funds to the Public Works for streetlights in the James T. Taylor Jacobs School neighborhood, including a five-year lease agreement with Louisville Jefferson County Electric Company. I'm, I'm sorry, Louisville Gas and Electric Company. Item 14 is an ordinance amending ordinance number 083 series 2022 and ordinance number 084 series 2022 relating to the fiscal year 2022-2023 operating and capital budgets respectively by transferring $100,000 from the District 2 Neighborhood Development Fund to the District 2 Capital Infrastructure Fund. Item 15 is an ordinance appropriating $7,168 from District 18 Neighborhood Development Funds through the Office of Management and Budget to Winmire Place Homeowners Association for sidewalk repair and maintenance. Item 16 is an ordinance amending 
ordinance number 083 series 2022 and ordinance number 084 series 2022 relating to the fiscal year 2022-2023 operating capital budgets prospectively by transferring $75,000 from the district 17 neighborhood development fund to the district 17 capital infrastructure fund. Item 17 is an ordinance of the legislative council of the Louisville Jefferson County Metro government authorizing and providing for the execution and delivery of on behalf of Metro government for the first amendment to loan agreement by the by and among the Metro government Roman Catholic Bishop of Louisville doing business as St. Mary's Academy and Fifth Third Bank National and Association providing for the changes as set forth therein and related to the Louisville Jefferson County Metro Government Industrial Building Refunding Revenue Bonds Series 2013 St. Mary Academy Project and taking other related action. Brett and Fult. Thank you. Uh, any questions about those assignments? Okay. Uh, item 18 will be assigned to Equity Community Affairs Housing, Health, and Education Committee. Madam Clerk. A resolution in support of Kentucky General Assembly House Bill 66 to create requirements to prevent utility disconnection in vulnerable households. Fred and Fultz. Any comments? Um, item 19 will be assigned to Government Oversight, Audit, and Appointment Committee. Madam Clerk. Jefferson Town Fire Protection District Board, Brian Schmidt and Mike Ratterman. Both are new appointments. Red and pulled. Okay, seeing no comments. Uh, item 20 and 21 will be assigned to the Labor and Economic Development Committee, Madam Clerk. Item 20 is a resolution approving the granting of local incentives to Consumer Cellular Incorporated and any subsequent assignees or approved affiliates thereof pursuant to KRS Chapter 154, Subchapter 32. Item 21 is a resolution approving the granting of local incentives to LDG Multifamily LLC and any subsequent assignees or approved affiliates thereof pursuant to K KRS Chapter 154, Subchapter 32, read in full. Okay. Seeing no comments, uh, items 22 through 27 will be assigned, assigned to the Planning and Zoning Committee, Madam Clerk. And item 22 is an ordinance relating to the zoning of properties located at 205 and 207 Meridian Avenue containing approximately 0.46 acres in Beaton Louisville Metro, case number 22, zone 0065. Item 23 is an ordinance relating to the closure of a portion of an unnamed, unimproved alley near two. 05 and 207 Meridian Avenue, containing approximately 1,781.54 square feet and being in Louisville Metro, case number 22, street closure 0022. Item 24 is an ordinance relating to the zoning of property located at 1325 Texas Avenue, containing approximately 0 0.1387 acres and being in Louisville Metro, case number 22, zone 0132. Item 25 is an ordinance relating to the zoning of property located at 1008 East Washington Street, containing approximately 0. 0.12 acres and being in Louisville Metro, case number 22, zone 0150. Item 26 is an ordinance relating to the zoning of property located at 7411 St. Andrews Church Road, containing approximately 0.92 acres and being in Louisville Metro, case number 21, zone 0105. Item 27 is an ordinance relating to the restrict revised district development plan for property located at 11905 Dixie Highway, containing approximately 2.19 acres and being in Louisville Metro, case number 22, DDP 0078, red and full. Uh, seeing no questions, uh, the final item of business is pending legislation. Madam Clerk, a reading of item 28. A resolution amending Chapter 5A.02 of the Rules of the Legislative Council of the Louisville Jefferson County Metro Government regarding the notice required to initiate a video teleconference meeting. Red and full. I may have a motion and a second, please. Motion by Councilman Piagentini, second by Councilman McCraney. Uh, the resolution before us, Councilman Piagentini. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, this is a rule change related to online meetings. 
uh, virtual attendance and initiating a video conference meeting is not without some labor mm -hmm. uh, related, particularly related to the clerk's office. Um, what happened last year, which I, at least personally, I do not believe was the intention of us creating the virtual meeting, was that there were some circumstances where there were blanket requests to create a virtual meeting, you know, saying, hey, for this committee meeting, please make it virtual for the rest of the year. Um, and then, in, and, you know, I would argue it's hard to know for certain, barring some extended, uh, you know, really unique circumstances, like, for example, long-term disability, that somebody absolutely can't make that meeting for the rest of the year. So in order to ensure that we're only using this, and again, there's labor and work uh, related to setting it up, managing these online meetings, that we're doing it and using it in a way that's commensurate with giving council members the flexibility to use it when they need it. The rule change simply says that you cannot make the request to move a meeting to virtual um, any earlier than the completion of the prior meeting of the same committee or council. Uh, and then we still kept the same language as far as no later than 12 p.m. on the business day last preceding the date of the meeting. We didn't change that, but we've, we've added no earlier than the completion of the prior meeting of the same committee or council. So for example, if uh, I wanted the next committee on committees to be virtual, I would make that request immediately after this meeting and then, uh, and then that would be a legitimate request. Uh, I couldn't, you know, today make the request of the committee on committees in May, right? Um, and, and again, it was the intention being to ensure we're using it uh, but not uh, doing it in a blanket fashion that uh, created more work for the clerk's office and others uh, w when we weren't even sure if you would need it that far out. Uh, that's the uh, proposed amendment. Pro I would appreciate your support. Thank you. Uh, Madam Clerk, please let the record reflect that we were joined by Councilman Fowler some time ago. Any discussion? I know for those of you online, maybe you don't have the queue. If you just you can chime in if you've got a comment. Yeah, I would say this. Uh, I was one of the ones who made the request that the committee meetings in perpetuity be, be placed online. Uh, the reality here is, is I don't know, my, my schedule fluctuates and there are times that I want to jump in a meeting and be able to participate and uh, that I can't be downtown. Uh, I don't understand. I mean, I'd be interested to hear how much time and effort or cost is involved with the clerk's office making all these meetings the potential of someone attending virtually. Can someone tell me what the cost is? Or, you know, they just don't like it? What, what's, what's the problem here with giving us the flexibility now that we're in this virtual world of being able to jump in a meeting at the last minute, even if we're out of town? If I could, Councilman Piagetti. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so first of all, I, I, I'm not contending, and, and I would defer to the clerk's office if they want to, but I, I don't mean to say that there is direct cost. It is indirect, certainly related to labor. Um, that needs to be set up. Even within the conduct of the meeting, you have to manage multiple queues. We don't have the technology uh, to uh, operate in the same way we do live. The intent, I just want to back up and be clear, the intention of the virtual meeting was to provide the flexibility for those people who were traveling sick, right, this type of thing. Uh, this was what was discussed when this was originally done. 
we did not discuss making all meetings virtual so that anybody could pop in and out. If that were the intention, then we would have made a rule change that every single meeting was virtual all the time. Um, so this still allows the flexibility for somebody that needs this. Uh, this was done originally in response to COVID, uh, which obviously we didn't want people who were sick, uh, uh, you know, on top of each other. Seems to me a legitimate reason to use this type of technology, uh, but we did not discuss it in the context of giving, for example, a non-committee member who unexpectedly traveled the ability to pop in. And remember, you can still request uh, the, a meeting be made virtual up to noon the day prior. Is that how this currently reads? Did I, I didn't misrepresent that. Yes. So, so even if that did happen, you can still make that request as long as it's before noon the day prior. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Uh, Councilman Ackerson, anything else? No, I'm just still interested in what the overburdensome effort is on the clerk's office. I mean, we're in a whole new time. You know, we, we did it for a year, two years for, for COVID, and now we've extended it for our own convenience, and I'm just still interested to find out for total convenience, you know, what the problem is of making each one of these meetings virtual. Maybe the clerk's office can talk about how much extra time or problems it causes. It might be valid, but if it's not, my attitude is just a little more work. That's what you get paid to do in the clerk's office. Thank you. Uh, this is Sonia Hart with the like, clerk. Yes. It, it is, it's not necessarily overburdensome, but it does require two, count, um, two clerks to be available at any meeting to be able to monitor the um, WebEx, um, whereas if the meeting is not virtual, it only requires one, count, uh, one clerk. May I follow up a question? You may. Well, Sonia, can you tell me this? I mean, it, so it requires two clerks to be present. Uh, is that slowing down your other productivity or is this clerks that would just be sort of sitting around the office otherwise? Oh, no, sir. There's no sitting around in my office, sir. Okay, so, I mean, we've been able to manage having two clerks for this long and things haven't fallen through the cracks, have they? No, sir. It, it, I mean, we get, our, we get it done. Okay. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Councilman Kramer. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I don't know, I don't want to respond at all um, to the cost or the burdensomeness that it placed on the clerk's office. That's, that's not my intent. I, having said that, um, well, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the clerk's comment speak for herself. I think she did a fine job. Um, my struggle with this whole thing is there was no part of this conversation that began as a convenience. Um, we were put in this place because the governor of the state of Kentucky, like so many other governors in so many other states, um, said you can't meet in person. I mean, was, you just can't do it. I mean, schools were closed. Um, we, we learned to do school virtually. Uh, those of us who are in the classroom will tell you that uh, virtual school is not nearly as effective as in-person school is. Um, yes, now that we have learned how to do that, a day like today where it snowed and, and we canceled school, uh, we posted our lessons online and we did have a, a day where education happened. But I assure you, the education that happens online is not as effective as the education that happens in, per in person. I would make the argument that it is precisely true that our effectiveness as a council is equally diminished 
by existing in a, in a virtual world. Um, so to suggest that in any way, shape, or form, this was a decision we made for our own convenience so that when we travel, we'd be able to attend meetings is just not at all accurate um, to draw the conclusion that since we've been doing it now for two years, that means it's perfectly okay and this is working great and we should make this easier again uh, for people's convenience. Um, I just, I could not, I could not disagree uh, any more vehemently. Um, I think we need to get back to work. And I think this idea that we can host meetings virtually as effectively as we do in person is, I think that the, I think there's plenty of research that bears out that's just not true. I think anecdotally, we have to know that doesn't make sense. Um, you know, we, I've been on this council for quite a number of years, uh, and I can tell you that there are, there are a lot of conversations that take place between meetings in the hallways, um, no. opportunities to be in the presence of, of colleagues, and, and to, to be in a more social setting where we kind of get a sense for each other. And we, 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 get a, we understand each other's families. We, we know what goes on outside of this place. And it makes it a lot easier when, it, when you have to sit in a room and have a conversation about something very, very difficult if you're in that conversation with someone that you know. I, I tell people all the time, Louisville is different than Frankfurt. It is different than DC. We are here, we live here, we're in the building together, we know each other, and we don't have that rancor that you see at other levels of government. And I attribute that directly to the fact that we actually know each other. Um, being in this virtual world makes that not just more difficult, it makes it virtually impossible. And so anything that we do to extend this ineffective way of doing the people's business, um, I think it's intolerable. And so, I, you know, I appreciate what Councilman Piagendini is doing here. Um, I just have to tell you, I, I have every intention of amending it further so that we basically say, it's time to get back to work. Unless there's a pandemic, unless there is some major health threat that suggests that we can't be in this place together, we need to be back together doing the people's work where the people can find us. And I just, I think it's, wrong for us to, to do it any other way, and I'm hoping I can convince 13 of my colleagues to join me in that. Councilwoman McCraney. Thank you, Mr. President. I totally agree that this entire world has changed. The pandemic was the reason for such massive change in the workplace and in government regarding virtual meetings and virtual uh, workplaces. I disagree with the notion that we're not doing the people's work or that we're not cohesive in how we are transacting business because I believe that we've not, I would, I would go out on a limb to say that I don't think we've skipped a beat in taking care of the people's business. I do want to say that I was very thankful that we were able to pivot, I think that was the word in 2022, to online virtual meetings because the pandemic called for it. And there was an opportunity in the beginning of the pandemic to come back into the workplace, 
but there were a group of uh, individuals who were not willing to wear a mask. And so you couldn't have it both ways in my eyes because I know firsthand what having COVID was like. So I was not willing personally to come into the building if people were not willing to wear a mask in the building. So I was very grateful for virtual meetings. And I can say now, I agree that the camaraderie is probably not as it could be because we're not all together all the time as in the past. But I don't think we have missed doing the people's business. And based on that statement, and based on the statement from the clerk, that there will always be the, the cost, per se, is in manpower, that there has to be somebody to man the WebEx and then someone in the chambers to man. There will not be, I don't think, moving forward, an opportunity where that won't exist. I believe there will always be somebody who needs to do virtual meetings. So I would hate to see that the option goes away completely I understand the compromise in what uh, my colleague is trying to put forward. I believe that it's just another layer to, uh, to make us be more accountable to online meetings. I don't, I don't know how I feel about just making it extra uh, an extra burden on council members to notify that they want to do a virtual meeting. But then on the other hand, I understand the need for us to be together, just the notion of it, because that's the way it used to be. But I am not a that's the way it used to be person, and times have changed. So we have to really think about what we're doing here. Each person has to really look at what their needs are and base their decision on what's going to be best for themselves, which in turn, as I said, I don't believe we skipped a beat in doing the people's business will be good for the general council as a whole. If you can attend a meeting, I'd rather you attend virtually than not attend. Thank you. Thank you. I don't see anybody else in queue. Uh, this item calls for a voice vote. All those in favor say aye. aye. All those opposed say nay. Uh, it's a split. Aye. It's going to go to the uh, 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 to old business. Seeing no more business uh, before us, uh, the committee on committees stands adjourned, and we'll reconvene with the committee of the whole in three minutes. <laughs>